Hello and welcome to The Road to Net Zero, a podcast from the Advanced Propulsion Centre. My name is Clem Silverman and this week we're hearing from a project that's quite literally contributing to growth. It's the world's first 100% methane-powered tractor. The low-carbon T6 tractor runs on biomethane made from recovered cow dung and it was developed by CNH Industrial through an £18 million project on one of our collaborative research and development competitions. The tractor could help farmers save money, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, support sustainable farming of local produce, and advance the development of a more sustainable circular agricultural economy. The project's consortium also included Benjamin, New Holland Agriculture, Eminox, and Zerkatec Group. Transport journalist David James put his wellies on to find out more. The Advanced Propulsion Centre has supported the development of a tractor that runs entirely on the methane captured from the cow slurry produced on a small dairy farm. There's enough methane left over to sell to the local council, who have bought a fleet of methane-powered vehicles. And there's even enough to power a generator that provides all the electricity the farm needs. We went along to the Trenants farm in Cornwall to meet Andrew Dunn from CNH Industrial to find out more about their methane-powered New Holland tractor. So yeah, talk about the New Holland methane tractor. The New Holland uh, T6 methane power tractor is part of our clean energy leader strategy. So we started back in 2006 where we were pioneering biofuels. At that time it was biodiesel. Uh, we then progressed onto a hydrogen tractor in 2009 and plus what we called the energy independent farm. We then continued the journey in alternative fuels in 2013 with the first methane power tractor concept. We followed that up with a second generation and then finally what you see here today is what we launched in 2019 but really fully commercialised in 2021 as a production T6 methane power tractor. I'd like to go back over the different types of fuels and the ways you could have powered the tractor but just so people get an understanding of it, what's different between the engineering of a road going vehicle versus off-road like agriculture and construction? What are the challenges you face in, in these sectors? Well, the main challenges we probably face is like the, the power requirement of an agricultural vehicle is far greater than that of a on-road car. For example, we have like high levels of power and torque and also the duty cycle is much different. You know, a tractor really sits at high power or low power, but most of the day uh, it's, it's running at high power, whereas a car, you know, it's, it's a constant level all the time. So you don't have the same um, requirements. So what does that do in terms of making a choice about how you're going to power a tractor? What, what's the thinking you have to do? We need to get the same power, same torque as what we have today. Uh, we can't do any less. Uh, also, we need to be careful about the weight. Uh, weight is a big impact. You can't have a power source which is going to be very heavy because it's going to cause problems in the field. It's just a waste of energy, to be quite honest. Give me a kind of counter through the different ways you could have powered the tractor and why you settled on methane. As I said, originally we started with the biofuels, the biodiesel, um, with the various different emissionization regulations. The biofuels was not possible, it wasn't compatible with the types of after-treatment systems that we were using. We then progressed onto the hydrogen tractor. At that point it was a concept. We actually did two generations of that hydrogen tractor. We proved the concept, but at that moment in time it was not commercially viable to bring such a product to market. 
Now, of course, we've proven the project. If it comes back in the future that we can bring it to market in a more, then for sure, hydrogen is another solution. Now, just sticking with hydrogen versus the, the, the methane tractor, the engine. So the difference between a fuel cell, the complications of a fuel cell versus the engine you have in the methane tractor. Well, the fuel cell is, uh, fuel cell uses a lot of precious metals um, inside of it to, to create the fuel cell. Whereas the T6 methane power tractor, you know, most customers will look at that engine and think that's a diesel engine because it's only really the top half of the engine is really changed to be compatible to use gas. And what does that mean in terms of, as a business, your supply chain, investment decisions, manufacturing, why is that a big advantage? It's a big advantage because our production facilities are set up now to deal with like diesel engines. This engine can go around the same production process as the current production tractor. So there's no really implications to you know producing the methane or producing the diesel tractor. They're both on the same line, following the same process. So what is difference between a diesel engine and your methane engine? So the diesel engine, of course, versus the methane engine. Uh, the main difference, of course, is the top half of the engine, which is meant to handle with gas. The other main differences are we don't have a diesel tank. We have uh, cylindrical fuel tanks that hold the, the compressed natural gas. Other than that, it's the same. So what are the challenges you faced in, in turning this into a production ready model? The main tricky point with a, the methane powered tractor, of course, is autonomy. Um, to get the same level of autonomy that we have on diesel, you have to package a lot of tanks. You know, one litre of diesel, you need five litres of methane. So you can imagine the, the volume of tanks we would require. So that has probably been the biggest challenge. We have overcome it. I mean, you can see on the tractor in front of us, it has what we call the range extender. Um, so on the tractor, you have 185 um, litres of methane. The range extender is another 295 litres. So we're, you know, we're well over doubling the autonomy by adding the range extender. Uh, just talk about methane as a, as a fuel. What kind of characteristics does it have in terms of how much you've got to pressurise it? Well, what, what have you learnt about methane that I don't know yet? So the, the tractor we see here is a compressed natural gas methane tractor. So we're taking the methane and we're compressing it to 200 bar. That's what it's stored on this tractor. Regulations say that it has to be that pressure. Other markets like the US, it's up to 250 bar, meaning you can store more on, on the tractor. Again, it's something that with time, maybe pressures will change. We'll be able to store more in the same space that we have by just increasing pressure. So it's probably the first question because I'm, I'm mindful that the, the audience won't have got the context yet. But where's the methane coming from, I suppose, is the important innovation. Yeah, well, so back when we started with the hydrogen tractor, we also um, coined the phrase the energy independent farm. And the idea was that farmers could produce their the fuel from waste products on their farm and power their machines, you know, completing the cycle. Um, so that was where we started with the engine to end and farm. And then the T6 methane power tractor has completed that. Um, so this is a pure energy, energy independent farm, uh, producing the gas, compressing the gas, able to refuel the tractor here. So where does it come from? Talk us through the, the nuts and bolts and the, the gritty reality of of how you're making methane on this dairy farm. So this dairy farm here in Cornwall is using the Benhaman solution. So the cows up the top there, you know, they're, they're supplying their manure. It's scraped then into the, the holding pit that goes into the slurry, covered slurry lagoon. Gas is emitted from, from just sitting there by the anabiotic digestion. 
then that is cleaned, put back in, stored on top of the, the slurry lagoon. So it's, you know, storing the gas. Then we're further cleaning it and then further compressing it. And then it's ready a fuel grade, clean fuel. So in a regular dairy farm, they have slurry lagoons, but what normally happens to the methane? Um, so on a, on a regular dairy farm, um, they're storing their, their manure inside the slurry lagoon, but of course they're not covered today. Um, so the methane is just emitted into the atmosphere. So it's wasted, it's lost. Um, whereas the solution we see here, uh, we're capturing that fugitive methane and making use of it. And it can be part of the whole cycle of the farm. Now, actually methane's quite a big deal as a greenhouse gas as well, isn't it? Methane is, is quite a harmful greenhouse gas. Um, so again, you know, having it wasted and lost into the atmosphere is, is not good. So if we can capture it and use it, it's more sustainable and a better way forward. So this farm isn't just powering the tractor, it's got surplus fuel that it's doing other things with. So on this farm, they're powering the tractor is one solution. They're also powering, uh, they have their FPT hybrid genset here, which is giving them electricity, but then also their excess fuel is able to sell it as an off farm. Um, so they're also able to create extra revenue by selling the additional gas. And how big a deal do you think it is for your market? You obviously know the farming market very well, but to have that energy independence and I guess a, a fairly steady fuel price, because once you've invested in this infrastructure, the cost of running it will stay stable, I'm assuming. Well, as we've seen with the instability um, around the world with fuel prices, increases, etc., the ability for the farmer to produce his own fuel at a fixed cost I think is long-term the best way forward. Now this project to develop the tractor was part funded or entirely funded by the Advanced Propulsion Centre. Just talk about their involvement. So the APC, uh, they, they help support the funding of this tractor to bring it to market, to really design some of the more innovative parts of the tractor. The other key point about the APC project was introducing us to partners we wouldn't have been able to talk to um, in the past and bring in technology that wasn't really focused on agriculture like F1, etc. bringing that technology into the agricultural segment and solving problems that we had that needed to be solved with technology that was able to be found with the support of the APC. Now, obviously, APC money is taxpayers' money. What's the return on investment for UK taxpayer? Uh, the return on the investment, so of course there's the R&D and there's the jobs that have gone involved with the R&D. There's also the manufacturing of some of the components which are on the tractor here. And of course there is the overall production of the tractor at our production facility in the UK. How's the future looking for your methane powered tractor? The future is looking bright, um, so it's an emerging market. Um, but of course, as the example here we see this farm, you know, farmers that are looking at sustainability and want to move in this direction, this tractor is a, a big step and completing their energy independence cycle. Now, obviously, this is the test site. It's the first one potentially in the world, but the story is continuing on. I hear there's new projects coming forward. Yeah, so this, this uh, project down here in Cornwall was part of a pilot project with six pilot farms in this area. Um, but this is something that's going to be rolled out across UK, Europe, the world, etc. Uh, there's a lot of potential for it. So obviously you've proven this use case on a farm. Can you see other applications for methane? This tractor here uses what we call the FPT 6.7 litre uh, NEF engine. 
that engine is also used on a variety of our other products. So there's no reason why we couldn't implement this methane powered solution on some of our other tractors and, and telehandlers and combines, etc. So I guess we're looking to a future where farms are almost, I don't know about a circular economy, but certainly a circular energy usage. Yeah. So farmers, if they're going to be energy independent in the future, I think that's good for them. It means they have stable costs, they're more sustainable, it's more future-proof. Andrew, thanks very much. Thank you. And thanks, David, for that interview. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Road to Net Zero. To watch the video on this project, read the case study, and to know more about the APC's collaborative research and development opportunities, visit apcuk.co.uk.